Hi, this is Ruth Friedman, and I serve as the Maharat at Ohev Shalom, the National Synagogue in Washington, D.C. And welcome back to my weekly Parsha podcast, Life Imitates Torah. I'm currently hiding in my basement, trying to get away from the sound of my children because the AC is broken in half my house. So I apologize for the background noise of my washing machine, but we're going to do the best we can. So this week we read Parsha Pinchas, um, another wonderful Parsha that contains a whole smattering of things. Um, and what I wanted to, to do today is just look at one little tiny angle of the story of Benot Slavchad. Um, right, so the, the, the story of Benot Slavchad, Al-Regalachad, is um, that the Slavchad had five daughters, no sons, and they want to make sure that they get to inherit some land in the name of their father. And so they approach Moshe, because um, normally they, they had no brothers, right? So there's no one to inherit the name of their, in the land of, let me start that again. There was no one to inherit the land in the name of their father. And so they approach Moshe and raise this issue. Um, and after it is debated, it is decided that, yes, they should be able to inherit the land in the name of their father. Um, but of course they have to marry within their own tribe so as not to disrupt the the allocation of the land. Now there's such an infinite amount of wonderful material that we could share about this story and I have shared in the past, but what I wanted to do today is look at one Gemara that it's it's um it's always kind of been on my mind and it's a Gemara that, that I think well, I will explain, but it stands out a little bit. So in our Parsha, we are told, um, that Benot Slavchad gave from this whole lineage, they approach Moshe, the Eila Shemot Benotav, Machla, Noah, Chagla, Milka, and Tirza. So these are, then that was their names. Their names are Machla, Noah, Chagla, Milka, and Tirza. And then in that's so that's chapter twenty-seven in our parsha, and then the very end of the book of Bamidbar, they are once again reintroduced, and that's in the context of only marrying within their own tribe. Um, and there they are listed: Machla, Tirza, Chagla, Milka, and Noah. In other words, they're listed in a different order. And so the question is. Why, right? If the Torah really it wanted to convey them as one unit, one um, unchanging unit, then it should just list them their names in the same order both times. But the fact that they're listed in their in different order each time, to some rabbis indicates that well that there's something to be learned there. So the Gemara and Bava Batra on um, page one twenty. Um, presents two opinions for why they're in a different order. So the first is the position of Rabbi Ami. And he says, ah, here, why are their names in a different order? He says, well, it's according to their wisdom. That in this week's Parsha, they're listed according to their wisdom. And that in the part, and at the end of the Sefer, that we'll read next week, actually, because it'll be a double Parsha, then they are read in a different order because it's in the context of marriage there. It's in the context of who they married. And so he says, because in the context of who they married, you list them in terms of their age, but not their wisdom. And and they quote this, um, this opinion that... Um, or, well, they said that this opinion is not quoted in Rabbi Ami, but that it supports the teaching of Rabbi Ami, that when you're listening in someone, someone or something in the context of sitting in judgment or you learn Torah, you follow the level of wisdom 
when you determine the seating arrangement so that the wisest person gets the highest honor, da, 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 da. And so in this week's Parsha, they're approaching Moshe in order to advocate for themselves, for the name of their father, and, and they do it, the Gemara, the, the rabbis praise the way that they do it, which believe me is a huge feminist issue, um, but I digress, and, and so that this is reflective of their wisdom. But then later, when it's just talking about who they married, then it has nothing to do with them as people, and so then it's appropriate to list them in order of their age, Vizehu. Okay, that's one opinion in the Gemara. The next opinion is from the school of Rabbi Shmuel, that actually says, nope, um, they were equal. Um, why? Because it says that they got married. So that indicates that the one word like refers to all of them, that they all got married. And so that there, as he says, that there was, um, there was one form of existence of being for all of them. Meaning in other words, that because the Torah later at the end of the Sefer is going to refer to them as sort of one unit or says that they all did the same thing, then it means that yes, they truly, they were all on the same level. There was no differentiation between them. They were all the same. Now, why do I find this Gemara interesting? I find this Gemara interesting. I think it actually, it has an enormous amount of wisdom um, I think to teach us about how we think about other people and the judgments that we rush to make in the world. So the first opinion says, ah, they were in different order. And so that must mean that they, that they were listed each time in the order of the context in which they were doing something. And in the context in which they were using their wisdom, then they're in a different order than age. In other words, what they're really saying is that the Torah wants us to know that the daughters, that wisdom was not accorded to them in terms of their age, that they're, the, that's one of the, you know, the younger ones were, were wiser than the older ones in some cases, and that it's really distinguishing that and to let us know that. So the question is, okay, but what you have to prod further is, why would the Torah want us to know that? The level of wisdom that each daughter had is actually incredibly irrelevant to the story because as the as Rabbi Shmuel, the school of Rabbi Shmuel, the second opinion points out, they aren't listed as independent entities. They are always listed together. So why does it matter? Who cares? How is it relevant to know which was wiser than the other? And not only that, I think this Gemara, it, it already, I think, on the one first level forces you to ask that question. Why would it matter? Why would the Torah want us to know that their wisdom is different than their ages? What is that accomplishing? And the second thing I think that really forces us to take that question to the next level is if you look very carefully, there are only two names that are out of order. So in this week's Parsha, the daughters are Machla, Noah, Chagla, Milka, and Tirza. At the end of the fair, they are Machla, Tirza, Chagla, Milka, and Noah. Now, I don't expect you to have been able to hold that in your head while I said it, so I will just point out that later, when it's listing their ages, according to this opinion, the only, there are three names remain in the same order. There are only two names that flip, and that's Tirza and Noah. And so according to that first opinion in the Gemara, Tirza is the second oldest and Noah is the youngest. Okay, so, and that 
but they're so they're the only two that are flipped, which means that in this week's Parsha, according to this first opinion, what the Torah is basically telling us is that Tirzah was the youngest, Noah was the second oldest, but you know what? Tirzah, she was a heck of a lot wiser than Noah. Noah really wasn't so impressive. And so those are the only two that are flipped, and Noah goes from being the second oldest daughter, but the fifth wisest daughter. Now, when you look at that, you realize, okay, if the Torah really intended for us, according to that first opinion, to know that their level of wisdom was different than their age, that really forces us to ask the question of, why would the Torah essentially isolate, um, why would it isolate, why would it take Tirzah, and basically it's it's isolating Tirzah, right? It's elevating Noah, because it's saying Noah was the youngest, but in terms of wisdom, she's the second oldest. But it's also saying Tirzah is the second oldest, but in terms of wisdom, she is the least wise. Why on earth would you humiliate Tirzah like that? Right? Why? What is the point of doing that? I mean, why the Torah, you know, we were so concerned about embarrassing people. And I just, I really struggle with that first opinion in the Gemara because you have to say, really? <laughs> really? Like, really? This opinion really thinks that the Torah would go out of its way to humiliate Tirzah and remind us that she was at the bottom of the list in terms of lack of wisdom. And I really then appreciate that second opinion that from the school of Rabbi Shmuel, that they were all equal. Now, he doesn't address the fact that they existed in different order in different in these two different places. He just says, you know what? right? He's kind of silencing that first opinion, saying, you know what? They're all referred to as the same, as of taking the same action. And so we're going to say they were all on the same spiritual level. They all had the same existence and they were all equal. And I just wonder if in some ways that is also a response to the realization that the first argument really is doing exactly what we said, which is humiliating Tirza. Um, And that if what Rabbi Shmuel's opinion is doing is really addressing it not by calling it out directly, but addressing it with very subtle sensitivity in order to make sure that we re- we don't think about it more. Because thinking about it more causes us to isolate one person. Um, and I think, you know, it's just a broader reminder of it's natural for humans to classify people based on appearances, based on intelligence, based on this, based on that. Um, but that, you know... Who I don't know if what the Gemara's first opinion if they intended that we would all be reading it one day, but you have to remember that you know when you talk about people and you classify them in certain ways, these are real people that we're talking about, and you can really you know not just hurt someone's feelings as a cliche, but really give like a legacy to their name of them not being enough for something. Um, and so I just wanted to to draw attention to this because I just think it's such an interesting Gemara if you take the time to really think about it um, and to appreciate that Rabbi Ishmael really here is going out of his way to say, you know what, let's just, let's just leave this whole order thing alone. Everyone is equal and let's proceed. Good job.